Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. So we say, Lord, I have a toe-up life. I've messed up so many times you cannot want me. I'm not, I haven't been to church enough, I haven't tithed enough, I haven't given enough, I'm still doing all these bad things. Surely you cannot love me. But understand something, before you got yourself right or before you got yourself to the position where you think that you're right, God said, I loved you before that. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website, at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Well, um, I want to say thank you for joining us for Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, it's such a wonderful time to be here with you tonight. And uh, I pray that your hearts are open and that you're ready uh, to receive what thus saith the Lord. Got a word tonight for you. I'm so excited about this. Got a word for you. I want you to really, you're going to really have to get into this and really have to to hear this. I'm going to ask you a question in just a few moments. I want to ask you this question. I don't want you to answer it, at least not right away. I want you to hear it first. I want you to hear it. Turn with me in your Bibles, first of all, to Romans, the fifth chapter. Romans 5, verse, verses uh, 6 through 7. We'll, we'll start there uh, tonight. Romans 5, chapter 5, verses 6 through 7. I want to just welcome all of you that are here tonight and all of you that are watching online. We bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Are you guys ready? You pumped up, you're excited. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Does anybody else feel like just running around the room or is it just me? (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Romans, the fifth chapter, Romans 5. I'm going to read to you verses 6 through 7 out of the King James Version. But first, let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' mighty name for this time that you have given us to gather around your rich word. Lord, we do pray that um, we pray for the grace to teach, the grace to preach, the grace to hear. And we acknowledge the presence of your Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, that you would teach us, that you would lead us in the way that we should go. And Lord, we declare that this whole service is under your control, under the dominion and authority of Jesus Christ. So have your holy way. Lord, we pray that you will speak with words of knowledge, words of wisdom, uh, speak with revelation and under in great understanding that we may hear and apply your words and be changed. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let every heart say amen. All right, Romans 5, uh, verse number 6, uh, verse 6 through 11. It reads like this. For when we were, I'll be reading to you out of the King James Version, by the way. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely, uh, rather, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet preadventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commend, commendeth or uh, commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Verse 10. 
For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Verse 11, and not only so, and not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, in whom we now, in whom we have now received the atonement. We're made right in the sight of God. I want to ask you a question tonight. Here again, don't answer it just yet. Some will be challenged to answer it right away, but I want you to, I want you to just nibble on this question just for a moment. This question is, would you die for me? Turn to your neighbor and ask him that question. Would you die for me? Don't want you to answer it. I want you to feel this question. Would you die for me? <laughs> I want you to hear the question. Would you die for me? Because understand something. When, as the Lord's talking about death here, he's talking about a voluntary, when you voluntarily agree to end life as you know it, your life comes to an end. That means no more family, no more spouse, no more children, no more grandchildren, no more friends in this life, so to speak. No more going on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or whatever you do. No more work, no more career. You agree to leave it all behind for sake of some, for the sake of someone else, would you die for me? Would you die for me? Now, let's look at the scripture because verse 7 really nails it here. I want you to understand this. We're repeating the question so that you may fully understand the answer. Verse 7 says, for scarcely for a righteous man would one die. The word scarcely there means with difficulty, hardly, not easy, very rare. The question is, would you die for a righteous man? Scripture says rarely would that happen. It's talking to the, the human race. I want you to see this as a global question, not just us in these four walls today, not just a church question. Understand this as a global question. Would you die for a righteous man? The Bible says that the answer would be scarcely. Would you die for someone that righteous, I mean, righteous here means someone that is upright, an upright man, a, a good church-going man, a good saved, saved brother, a saved sister, someone who is living a moral life. They're living a moral life, but they don't have any real significance they're morally good. They're a, they're a, they are a righteous person. Would you die for a righteous person? Would you voluntarily in your life for someone that is righteous? The Bible says scarcely would this happen. Very rarely will someone do that. And then it says here, if you look on to verse 7 again, it says, um, for scarcely uh, for a righteous man will one die, yet preventure for a good man some would even dare to die. All right, so the odds are increasing now, isn't it? We've gone from scarcely, that is barely, 
hardly, rarely will that happen. Will someone agree, willingly agree, voluntarily agree to cease to exist in this life so that someone else, so that this righteous person may live? So the Bible, the Lord amps it up a little bit. Now he's talking about a good man. He said, some would die for a good man. That is someone who is uh, living a life of great value, what we esteem to be great value. I mean, let's say, let's talk about it in Christian terms here. This person here is getting people saved. Uh, their people, lives are changing. Marriages are being uh, restored. Families are being brought back together. Uh, people are loosed from shackle and chains. They are walking like Christ in the earth. This person is really doing it. This is a, a good person. So the Bible says that preventure some. Some, more than one, many, some would say yes. Now, in order for that person to say yes, what they're actually saying is that I esteem my life to be of lesser value than yours. I'll give my life because your life means more to me than mine. That's a big question. Someone else would say, would you take a bullet for me? If a bullet is being fired, would you run out and dive in the way? You've seen that in the movies, haven't you? Somebody dive in the way. Or, or maybe back in uh, one of the terrible wars, Vietnam War or, you know, Desert Storm, some would even jump on a grenade for someone else. They're giving their life for someone else. They're saying, in essence, I value your life more than mine. You have something, there's something about you and in you that I deem to be more value. That's what, that's what the question is asking. And so here's someone, the Bible says that some, talking about humanity, would be willing to end their life, voluntarily end their life as they know it, for someone that is doing better than they are. Look at the two categories. First, we start off with, would you die for someone that's just living a moral life. Now, would you die for someone that is significant in the culture? Some would say yes. But there's another group. Now, this is what's called man's list of die for, man's die for list. Man's die for list. So they'll say, well, it's possible, it's rare, but maybe, it, you know, it is possible that we would give our lives for someone that's living a moral life. It's a little bit more possible that we'll give our lives for someone that is, have, that is a person of significance. Jump in front of the bullet for Martin Luther King. Jump in front of the bullet for whoever else you can think about that's really making a significant change. Yes, I'll do that because I know that his life is worth more than mine, and I know that as long as they're here on the planet, the world is a better place. Some would dare to jump in front of that bullet, to take that bullet. But there's another group of people that is not mentioned here in verse number 7. A group of people that if asked the question, they'd say, no, no way in the world. They may say, no, they deserve to die. Why in the world would I jump in front of that bullet for them? We esteem those, we esteem those persons as not worthy, that their lives are not more important than ours. Who are these other people? The Bible calls them sinners. 
The Bible calls them sinners. These are people that we would say, no, I wouldn't jump in front of the bullet for them. No, I wouldn't take a bullet for them. For the rapist and for the murderer and for the child molester, for the cheater, for the liar, for the racist, for the adulterer, for the whoremonger, for the thief, for the terrorist, for the greedy, for the drunkard, uh, for the crooked politician, for your ex. Say, no, I wouldn't do that. For the gossiper. In essence, for the ungodly, no, I wouldn't do it. We may consider for a just person, rarely. We may even more consider for somebody that has a life of significance, a good person. But for the others, we wouldn't think twice about it. No, I'm not going to do that. Now, notice something. I want you to know something very clear, that Jesus did not die, did not give his life, for the one that lives a moral life. He did not give his life for the one who has a life of significance or who man terms good, a good person. The Bible says clearly that there is, the Lord Jesus uh, tells a young rich ruler there, there is none good but God. So what we think is good and what God thinks is good is two different things. He didn't come and give his life. He didn't agree to die for the one who was morally right or for the one that had a life of significance. He gave his life for the sinner. Now, understand something. Let's go back again. We asked the question, would you die for me? Now, let me ask you another question. Would you die for your wife? Would you die for your husband? Would you die for your children? Would you die for your grandchildren? These are relationships to you that have worth and that have value, you wouldn't think twice about it. Something is charging. It's coming that way. There's something evil coming to the front door. Husbands, you say, wife, stay back. Children, stay back. Dad is going to deal with this. And you're willing to put your life on the line because those that are behind you are worth more to you than your own life. So when you put others' lives in front of you, you are saying that they are more valuable. Well, what does it mean that the Bible says that while we were yet sinners, not while we were yet righteous or while we were yet good people, it says while we were yet sinners, while we were yet ungodly, Jesus said, here's a bullet, and he comes and runs and jumps in the way of the bullet, saying to us that your life has worth and value. He's saying to you, can you see, I see this picture playing in my mind. He's running, he jumps in front of the bullet, and then we're holding his body, holding the body of Jesus, and, and blood is coming out of his side. Blood is coming uh, from, that, from that wound. And we look at him and say, why did you do that? Your life is much more valuable than mine. Jesus, you're the healer. Jesus, you're the deliverer. Jesus, you're the one who brings families back together. You cast out devils. Look at me. I still have this beer can. Look at me. I'm still lying. Look at me. I'm still still cheating. I'm still an adulterer. I just looked at a pornography website. I'm full of lust. Why in the world would you take a bullet from me? Why would you do that? And I can see him taking his, taking his blood off his side and putting it on your head and say, now this covers you. 
looking up to you in his last moments, saying, now this covers you. Now you're justified in the sight of my father. Now take my innocence. It's yours now. Now you're redeemed. Now you are a friend of God. Now I've made you right before my father. And gives up the ghost. He is saying in his actions that your life is worth far more than his. He's saying that I'm willing, and he did, put his life on the line, took the punishment that we should have endured, took the shame, the guilt. He took it all for us. He was our substitute. The punishment that should have been upon us, he endured. He jumped in front of the bullet and said, I'll take it for you. And we say, for me? For me? Not for, Lord, I'm not a good man. I didn't come to die for a good man. I'm not living a moral life, Lord. You understand I got things going on. I didn't come to die for a moral person. He came to die for the immoral person. The Bible's, Bible's very clear. In uh, the book of Luke, Luke, the fifth chapter, verse 31 and 32, it says, And Jesus answered, saying unto them, uh, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. First John, the fourth chapter, verse 10 says this, Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. And I love John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. So we say, Lord, I have a toe-up life. I've messed up so many times. You cannot want me. I'm not, I haven't been to church enough. I haven't tithed enough. I haven't given enough. I'm still doing all these bad things. Surely you cannot love me. But understand something, before you got yourself right or before you got yourself to the position where you think that you're right, God said, I loved you before that. I loved you before that. He said, I loved you before you gave your life to me. I love you when you were still smoking it, when you were still shooting it. I loved you when you was with all the women or with all the men. I loved you then. And I was willing when you were at your absolute worst. I saw you and loved you and desired you and decided to run before you and take that bullet so that you would live God saw something in us he saw something in you he saw something in me he saw that in front of every or rather we can say inside of every sinner he saw a saint he looked deep. He looked beyond our faults, and he sees our need. He saw your mess, and he saw a message on the inside of you. 
He looked at the poison of your life and saw something valuable, something worth redeeming, something worth saving. Even though we think at times that we're lower than dirt, but God says you are more valuable than you can ever know or imagine. And let me leave this thought with you in my closing. How does one estimate the worth of something? How does one estimate the worth of a car or the worth of a house? How does one estimate, truly estimate? Well, it's simple. Something is worth what someone is willing to pay for it. What someone is willing to pay for. He said, that's a nice car. How much you want for it? Uh, $5. Not worth too much. So if the value of a thing can be determined by how much someone is willing to pay for it. And the Bible says that we were redeemed not with silver or gold, but with the blood of God, but with the blood of God's own son. How much is the blood of God worth? How much is his blood worth? When you can determine how much his blood is worth, you'll determine your worth and your value. You're worth more than you could imagine. Why in the world would we look down on ourselves? Why in the world would we esteem ourselves low and worthless when Jesus said, I saw you and loved you before you were formed in the womb. I saw you and loved you. The Bible says that before the foundation of the world, the Lamb of God was slain. Before your mom and daddy ever got together or your great, 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 before Adam and Eve ever showed up, God said, I knew you and I loved you and I agreed to give my life for you. There's something valuable in you. And so now we go through this earth trying to discover what God found in us. What do you see in me, God? What is this about me that when I mess up, you, never, you don't let me go? You don't give up on me. What is this about me? Who am I? The psalmist writes, what is man that you are mindful of him? Or the son of God that you would visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels. The word angels can be translated as well there, uh, Elohim. And Elohim means God. You've made man a little lower than God, or you've made man a little lower than yourself. There's something about you that was so valuable that Jesus decided to give his life to save you, to redeem you so that you would not suffer the wrath of God or the judgment that is to come. He made you a friend of God forever. If you are born of God, and if the blood of Emmanuel, the blood of God, the Savior of the world, Christ, is upon your life, you are a friend of God. You are redeemed. You are loose from every shackle and chain that binds. And now I just want to compel you to worship him, honor him, and adore him. And give that life that he gave to you, give it back to him. You should have died on that cross. We should have died. God said, you were all sinners and worthy of condemnation and judgment. But he said, no, I'm going to save that one. I'll save them. 
and you answered the call. Well, I pray that you receive the word of God today. And I thank you for watching. Brothers of the word, God bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.